Hey everyone, welcome to the Accounting Firm Podcast. Are you struggling to grow your accounting firm? Not anymore. This is where you get actual insights every week into how to scale your firm. Each week, we will spend 15 minutes interviewing actual accounting firm owners, just like you, so you can learn how they overcame the biggest challenges that you will face when growing your firm. Let's get started. Hey, Krista, thank you for joining us today on Firm of the Week. Really excited to hear your story. So to get started, why don't you tell us just a little bit about you? It'd be great to hear just a two-minute story on Krista Sievers. Okay. First of all, it's good to be here. And so I started Advanced Plus Bookkeeping in 2015 when I quit my job, my full-time job, and I do bookkeeping, payroll services. My niche, I do mostly services, but I'm trying to narrow it down to detail. See, I have three, three members under me right now and about 40 clients. So I've been doing this about six years now. Okay. So out of curiosity, so you're in services now, but you're thinking about driving down into a niche. What's the reasoning for that? Do you think that there's more value in like niching down your services? Just everything that I've heard and read that just narrowing down to a specific skill or company or whatever, it just, it, it give, gives more value to the customer because you, if you just specialize in one then you can learn more about that and you can be more valuable to the customer. That's just what I've read. And so that's what I'm trying to do. It's just hard to do that, to figure out what I'm you know, better at or whatever. And, yeah. and it's hard to even say, hey, to this client, hey, you're not in my niche anymore. I got to let you go. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's a process. <laughs> yeah. I, I see this as a common uh, trend. A lot of not even just in the accounting space, but a lot of other markets, like by niching down, because it allows you to really not only just become an expert in the space, but really speak their language. And when you're talking, let's say you're serving dental practices, you can really pitch them in a way that they understand because you know exactly what their pain points are. And not only can you provide the experience, but you can also verbally explain it a lot better and win a lot more clients that way. So that's great. So you said you have a team member of three, about 40 clients. You've been in this for six years. That's really impressive. It's good to see that the firm has grown. I think a big struggle when a lot of firms are starting out is, is really finding their first client. So how did you go about finding your first client? What was that journey like for you? So I mentioned that I had a full-time job when I you know, started doing this. I was doing this on the side as well when I was working, just because I was trying to build up my clients enough to quit my job. Yeah. And so I, there's this platform called Up, well, it was Odesk at that time, but it was, it's now Upwork and it's a freelance platform that freelancers can go and get bid for clients bid for jobs and get these clients. And so that's what really got me going. I was probably using that for the first few years. And then, and then I would get, then I started getting referrals from my current clients. And so then I was able to get off of that and just work on the clients I had and then referrals. And there's other things that I use now, but that was the main thing that got me going. So referrals has now become like the main channel for you. You just do great work. And then the clients appreciate that and tell their friends and other colleagues that may be looking for uh, a bookkeeper. Correct. Exactly. Yep. That's great. So you also mentioned that you started on the side. What did you do before uh, you started Advanced Plus? So I've been 
working, I got out of college, I was working, started working for a CPA firm. And since then it's been, I go off to like a private company and I work for their, be their bookkeeper. The last job I had, I was working for the tribe here in Idaho as their internal accountant, um, auditor, but that job just got so stressful that I just couldn't do it anymore. It's like, okay, I'm done. And, and it was hard to take the leap because I was yeah. trying to take the leap for the last, for the last year that I did it. And I talked to my husband, I was like, we're going to lose our insurance. We're going to lose the benefits and all this. But then my job just got so stressful and I was traveling an hour away, both ways. It's just, I can't do this. The guy that was there before me, he had, you know, he had to take medical leave because he had medical problems and then he died of a heart attack. And so I was like, I do not want to be that person. And so I just went to my boss and said, I can't do this anymore. I, I'm going to leave. You get me two weeks. But yeah, it was really hard to take the leap. That's the hardest thing is just to leave that security of that job and just do it. But we did it. And for a couple months we were struggling and then it just took off and we haven't looked back since. So I'm, just, I'm glad I took that leap. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, a lot of people do it for the same reasons, like whether they're not getting what they want from the job or it's stressful but a lot of people start these firms to get that work-life balance or to get some of that life back. So that's great. That worked out for you. I know that's, it's a scary, it's scary taking the leap. I know when I started mm -hmm. my business, I went through the same thing. When we started financial sense, there was this period of time where leaving the job and making that jump, it's, it's scary because you don't know how it's going to work out at first. Yep. <laughs> so you took that leap, you got your first customers. And then as you continue to grow, there's a point to where firms, they, they can't be a solo anymore. They can't do it on their own. You got to bring in people to help with that growing workload and that growing client base. And I know this is a huge transition for a lot of firms because running a firm that's just you and then getting a team, it's a whole different scenario. So tell us a little bit about what that was like when you made that transition. Let's say you hired your first you have three people now. So like when you hired your first one to two people, what was that like for you? Was there any challenges you faced? Was it scary? It was the biggest challenge was finding somebody trustworthy because you're going to give them personal you know, access to per sensitive information, like their bank account numbers. And so it's hard to find someone that you could trust, especially where I'm working from home. I have to find someone that can also work from home and that I've probably will never meet face to face. So I started the business in 2015. That's when I quit. And so in 2016, I think it was 2016, I decided, okay, it's time. I need more help. I can't do this all if I'm going to continue to grow. So I put out an ad for a part-time bookkeeper because I knew it wasn't going to be full-time. And I got a couple of hits. And so I interviewed and I picked this one girl and she ended up actually not working out. She ended up quitting because she, her family life, whatever. So I went with, I went through my, my interviews that I had done and I picked another gal and best choice life. <laughs> she has been so awesome. I wish I could clone her because <laughs> I haven't been able to find someone like her since, but she's been with me since 2016. She's awesome. And she just gets, does, gets her work done and I love her. And I just, I'll be in big trouble if she quits because she handles most of my clients right now. And it's, and I just, and I haven't been able to find someone there, you know, there yet. I have two other ones 
that I recently hired that I'm hoping that they turn out and that they work out because they seem they they seem to be good workers. And when I hire somebody, I always call their the references because like I no. said, we are giving them sense of information that I need to know that they're trustworthy. And, and so with, from their references, I feel that they're going to be good workers. I just haven't gotten to the place where, you know, where I can not necessarily trust them, but you know, where I'm at that point where yeah. I know that they're going to be, yeah, they're going to be good, but yeah, it is hard. It's hard to give that trust to someone that you're you're never going to meet face to face just zoom or whatever but um where out of curiosity i think finding the good talent is one of the hardest things in any line of business where did you find these these candidates so the two i just hired i found on i'm trying to think i don't think it was facebook i think it's linkedin so i advertise on linkedin and because i thought i figured they're i'm probably going to get better quality candidates at a LinkedIn rather than before when I was hiring before I'd use um, Craigslist or something like yeah. that but with LinkedIn it's mostly business people and so I think they'll probably be more qualified to do this so that's where I found the two the other one I just found our local ad marketing place ever but she worked out really well and she's more local she's just an hour away from where I live and so she's more local where these other two they're One's in New York and one's in, I don't remember now, but back East somewhere. But yeah, it's hard to, especially the two that are back East, it's hard to give that trust out. And yeah, it is. You know, you're praying that they're not going to screw you over. And <laughs> but. and investing a lot of time in training a new employee and then having it not work out is, is a setback to constantly yeah. do that over and over again. And Outside of just finding good talent and training the good talent, managing that talent is tough, right? Especially for you because you're virtual. Mm -hmm. You don't have an office to walk in and see them every day and to make sure the work is getting done or they're actually working in general. And I think a lot right. of firms are struggling with this today because there's been this big push to virtual, which has benefits, but it also has uh, it's cons as well. Out of curiosity, being virtual from day one, what, how are you managing your team? What's helped you do that? So when I first started out, and what's funny is when I quit my job, I had a, one of my clients was a bookkeeping firm. I was actually one of her bookkeepers helping with her clients. And that's what got me, was made capable of quitting my job is because I had her kind of as a back backup. So I had my own clients and then I had, was working for her. After a couple of months, she decided she didn't want me as part of her team. Anyway, that's a long story, but anyway, so I kind of lost her. And so that's why I says that I struggled because I, she let me go and find my own more clients to make up that time. And, but the benefit of having her is she introduced me to some software like Asana she was using Asana and she was using these other software that I adapted when I left her. And so Asana is a project management, kind of like financial sense. And um, so I was using that and you can assign projects to your client or your workers. Mm -hmm. and so then when, when they're done, they check them off like financial sense. And so that really helped me. And then as we grew, it wasn't enough. And so that's when I found financial sense. And that's how I'm managing my workers is I done projects and then they, and I can go in and see where they're at. Um, 
with the subtask and no. And so that's how I manage my workers is with these softwares that are really awesome. And that's the only way that, you know, that I've been able to do that. So that's great. I'm glad financial sense. It's great to hear that the tool has been working well for you and it's giving you that visibility to know like, is your work getting done at the end of the day? Where, what, what stage it is it, it is in? So thank you for that. So that it's great to hear. This has been very insightful. I think we're going to round off this interview with just a few quick fire questions that we think people would love to get answers on and get insights into. So question number one, if you could go back in time when starting your firm, what is a single piece of advice you would give yourself? Probably to price higher. I think my prices was way too low back then. And I'm slowly going, I'm slowly increasing my prices just so I don't have shock my clients. But with new clients coming in, I priced higher just because it is It is hard work to keep your books and you're worth that, you know? But yeah, I would tell her, tell myself to price higher from the beginning. <laughs> okay. What traits do you think are important to be a successful firm? Leadership. You have to have that leadership ability. And the number one that I think that I've learned is being able to allocate your work. I, my, my biggest issue is I don't trust enough for someone else to do. I was like, I got to do this because it's too hard for them. And so I've got to be able to let that go and just trust them that they can do it. And that way it gets off my plate and I'm not so stressed out. <laughs> Okay. What is a software tool that you can't live without to run your firm? Um, probably the ma the management, the project management, the financial sense, something like that. Because you, especially virtually, I can't see where my, I can't watch over my workers' shoulders, see, make sure they're doing the work. So I have to have something that I can see where they're at, what's go, what's being done, and when it's being done. Okay. What is your favorite accounting resource to learn about anything and everything accounting and bookkeeping? So I belong to a few groups in Facebook. And so I go there for insight or just people saying their problems or how to fix it. So it's, I'm in a group called CFO Bookkeeping. And then yeah. And then there's million dollar firms or something like that. But yeah, it's just to get insight from other people and what they're doing in their firms and solve problems. Okay. Do you have anything that you are working on right now that you would like to promote or talk about or share with our community? Um, like I said, I'm in the process of doing, increasing my value um, to my customers so I can get higher paying customers. So I'm, I'm doing the CFO bookkeeping class that teaches you how to do the CFO bookkeeping to increase your value to these book to these clients so that you can get higher pay. Because I'd like to get more, less clients, but higher paying clients. That way, you're not working as hard. <laughs> but so that's where I'm at right there. Okay, great. I want to thank you again for joining us this week, Krista. It's been very insightful and we appreciate you giving us insights into what your journey's been like. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. It's been good to be here. Thanks everyone for listening in. If you enjoyed this podcast, please go write a review. This will help other firms just like you find our podcast so they can get insights into how to grow their firm. See you next week.